Time now for Focus on Faith, and it's this week with Frank Pomerico. He's a former offensive lineman for the Irish, co-captain on the 1973 National Championship team, had great uh, era Parsegan stories, a great man of faith. He got the last scholarship in, in 1970s freshman class and then eventually becoming the captain of the Irish fo- football team. Grew up with Jerry DiNardo, looked up to his big brother. That's how he ended up coming to Notre Dame. Here's Focus on Faith with Frank Pomerico. Frank, uh, 50 years since you first stepped foot on campus at Notre Dame as a freshman. I imagine that's hard to believe it's uh, gone by so fast since those days, hasn't it? It has. 50 years has gone like a blink of an eye. And uh, the interesting thing about all that is uh, my daughter went to Notre Dame as well. And uh, my son played at the University of Michigan. But they were both here in South Bend. They were born here in South Bend. And uh, we had a, a great life for 25 years here in South Bend. Kept our home, moved to Michigan for 15 years, and then we moved back. So uh, we're excited to be back here in South Bend. Today I was walking on campus. I have two dogs, and I, I walk them on campus almost every day. And now I'm getting some kids coming up to me and saying, hey, I saw you yesterday. Uh, your dogs are beautiful. I have a Labadoodle, and his dad is a poodle. And uh, they both walk with me every day. And it's amazing how the campus has grown. It's amazing how uh, beautiful the campus looks. But it's also amazing how the kids also seem the same as they did 50 years ago. I mean, good, wholesome kids that are uh, here to get a great education. You grew up in Brooklyn. I imagine in those days coming to Notre Dame, faith was a major component of that. How important was faith to you, you know, as a youngster growing up? And and was it a part of your decision to come to Notre Dame? Well, I think the decision to come to Notre Dame is this multiple factors involved. I desperately wanted to come to Notre Dame. (laughs) And uh, the reason uh, for it is there was a fellow that played at St. Francis Prep where I went to high school. And he also went to a Lady of Grace as well, where I went to grade school. That was in Howard Beach, Queens, near Kennedy Airport. Uh, His name was Larry DiNardo. And Larry was the epitome of what a student athlete should be like. He was uh, smart. He was... uh, intense. Uh, He was uh, competitive, and he was always trying to do the right thing. When you have those kind of things to mentor other people with, uh, there were great examples for us. And he went to Notre Dame. So my father said to me, hey, it wouldn't be neat if you could go to Notre Dame too. And it just started a spark inside of me that I wanted to be like Larry. And uh, his brother Jerry and I were in the same class. Now, Jerry now is on the Big Ten Network, and uh, eventually we both came to Notre Dame. We were staggered one year because he went to a year of prep school. But Jerry and I were the guards at Notre Dame in 1972 and 73. Now, the interesting thing about going even further back to Our Lady of Grace is that we were taught by the Ursuline nuns, and they were very uh, strict. Discipline was a big thing for them. A lot of people will tell me, boy, you have great handwriting. I says, you need to thank the nuns for that because they, were, they wouldn't let us go outside the lines while we were, were writing in, in our penmanship class. We actually had penmanship class in those days. And the nuns were very spirited, too. Uh, they were all for the teams of Our Lady of Grace. 
and uh, they would cheer like crazy for us, as the brothers did. I can remember watching a movie called The Cinderella Man. I don't know if you remember that. A great, great movie about uh, a boxer. Yep. And um, the scene at the end of the movie is this great fight they have. Uh, Broderick, uh, James Roderick against uh, Max Bear, I think it was. And they have the father uh, listening, Father Jones or whatever his name was. He's listening in, in the church in the, uh, on the radio. And then there was the nuns listening. And then there was his family. That's what was happening at Our Lady of Grace and St. Francis Prep. All these guys were listening to the radio, watching TV, uh, cheering for us. And, and it gave us a, a, a tremendous uh, amount of spirit uh, and feeling good every time we would go back to our roots of St. Francis and Our Lady of Grace. The brothers were great, too, uh, the Franciscan brothers. We had to take a subway for 45 minutes every day to get to high school, another subway for 45 minutes to get to Red Hook to practice, and then another subway 45 minutes to an hour to get home. So you had to really like what you were doing. But the brothers made it so intense for us and so spirited that we were part of, we felt like we were part of something really great. Then we started hearing these stories from Larry about era precision and what kind of family attitude he had on the team, what kind of class, what kind of integrity he had. And all of a sudden, I, I knew this is where I would like to go. Now, I had a good senior year in high school, and I was getting recruited by a couple of schools, not a lot, because at that time, I was probably about 6'1", about 230, 235, and as an offensive lineman, that was not a huge guy in those days. It was, you know, okay. Uh, nowadays, I couldn't even play linebacker, you know. Right, but right. Uh, in, in those days, uh, I was getting recruited uh, by North Carolina. I had signed a letter of intent. And also, uh, Notre Dame had me in. And at the time, they didn't have a spot. But later on in, in the year, I mean, it wasn't until May uh, there was 41 scholarships given that year at Notre Dame. I was number 41. So wow. uh, I always had uh, faith that something good was going to happen. And, you know, I think when you have hope about something, you know, hope to me means a couple of things. And the number one thing is that you believe there's a higher power. I mean, this my faith in God is something that kept me going in this pursuit of my dream. Uh, the other thing is that you have to be persistent and consistent in everything you do every day to get towards that goal. And that gives you, that adds to your hope. Hey, I'm doing everything I possibly can. And if the chips fall the way they should and God wants this to happen, it's going to happen. And no matter how dark it got as far as my ability to get this scholarship or how uh slim it seemed I always had a, that little hope that something would happen then the letter came and I got the uh, the word that I, I got a scholarship a full grant and aid to University of Notre Dame you know we laughed we cried all at the same time but it was uh, the beginning of a great journey and something that I dreamed about for a long time Frank Pomerico, former captain of the Notre Dame football team, co-captain on the 1973 National Championship team, joining us here on Focus on Faith on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. So you go from the last scholarship to 
co-captain of a national championship team. What are your what are some of your favorite memories of, of that squad and and what what allowed you guys to ascend to be national champions in 73? Well, if you go back and look at the records, um, you know, I, 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 again, I was totally driven to to play and era had a tremendous amount of respect. He wasn't a Catholic, right. but he had a tremendous amount of res- respect for the traditions of the Catholic Church. So every week there was a mass for uh, the team. And the great thing about it, he had his own traditions involved with this as well. The night before, we used to spend at the Moreau Seminary, which was a great thing because we got away from campus you know, the family's in, everybody is, is kind of partying, and we have a chance now to go watch a movie, have a theater over there, and we have a chance that they give you some snacks, mostly fruits and uh, peanuts and that kind of thing, so that, you know, we have something to get into our bellies before we go to bed. And uh, the other thing, though, is that he would, he would urge us to go to the grotto the night before a game and to say a prayer that you would play, play your best and also that nobody would get hurt on either team. Uh, and that was something, a tradition that was going on for years and uh, something Era really enjoyed that tradition and wanted us to follow it, and we did. So as far as faith is concerned, that was the blend that Era gave. But he also added so much more to the, uh, the flavor of what Notre Dame uh, wanted to be known for. Now again, Notre Dame is, is, is a place but, you know, when you have an ideal uh, like Era had, uh, I think Father Hesburgh recognized that this is a man of character, uh, this is a man of integrity, and this is a man of class. I mean, a person that could represent the university in a way uh, with his platform as being the head football coach that no other person could do. I mean, he may not have been as important as a, uh, maybe a philosophy teacher or a dean of students or whatever, but he had a platform that the whole country was listening to, and there was no better speaker to have at that time uh, in, in our country than an Arab Parsesian. I mean, if he wanted to, Arab could have been a governor, a senator. He could have been the president of the United States. That's how well organized and charismatic he was. Thursdays and Fridays before the game, he used to give a talk. He'd say, okay, guys, everybody up. And then he'd start talking about different things. And usually it had nothing to do with football. It had to do with life, about uh, being a, a team member, a part of this family, uh, a family that, you know, is going to do great things, not just on the football field, but th- great things in the world. Uh, expect to do things for other people, to make a difference in other people's lives, was Ara's message. And it was a great message that I still try to use today. Uh, like, for instance, try to do something good for somebody else every day. Just one thing, good, for somebody else every day. And if you can get that done, it's a good day. But what happens is you wind up doing more than one good thing. <laughs> you maybe do two or three. And never expecting anything back in return was the key thing. You know, I'm, I'm going to help this older woman uh, with her bags at a grocery store. 
not because I'm expecting a, a thank you or somebody to give me a badge, or, but because it's the right thing to do. So these are the things that I think the reason that era was so popular with his players. And, you know, when you have a team uh, like era coached, the, the three main ingredients he provided for us was tremendous pride. You know, when you work your butt off in preseason to get to the point where you're uh, on the team and you're starting on the team, you feel great about yourself. Kind of like in the Marine Corps when you get through a boot camp. You know, there's nothing a DI can't tell you that you can't do or won't try to do anyway. And the second thing is discipline. And all that discipline came about when we were getting ready for the Southern Cal game my, my senior year. Now, Southern Cal had won the national championship in 72, and they also won it in 74. So, you know, in 73, they were pretty, pretty good, too. But uh, they had a 22-game winning streak, and we had a winning streak as well, but not a 22-game winning streak. But the, the, the interesting thing is all that discipline came together, and we put together a game plan where we grinded out the ball and kept it away from their, their really good offensive players. But they had a defense that, you know, we could have been playing against the Packers or the Bears. They were really good. So it was uh, uh, another step in getting towards our national championship. And the third thing, when I think about that national championship game against Alabama, you know, the loyalty that Era gave us, uh, the loyalty we had for him uh, was so important. And it's something I, I remember to today because loyalty really comes from fairness. And Aaron was fair with everybody. And it didn't matter what, what religion you were. It didn't matter what color your skin was. It had nothing to do with that. It had to do with your character and your production. You know, so many kids look great when you see them on film in high school. But when they get to high school, or when they get to Notre Dame, you win with production and you lose with potential. So just because a person looks great doesn't mean that they're going to play great. And that's the thing that Era had. He played the guy that was going to be best for uh, building the team. And that's where we got the loyalty from. So. Frank Pomerico, co-captain, 1973 Notre Dame National Champions, joining us here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. You say that about, you know, Era's character, and, and you mentioned how he wasn't Catholic, but he believed in everything. Because of the way he acted, knowing he wasn't ca Catholic, but the way he acted and the way he respected the Catholic faith, did you end up finding yourself growing in your faith because, because of Era, even despite the fact that he wasn't Catholic? I think I grew in my spirituality. I think what you find as you get older, and, you know, I was really an infant spiritually when I, when I got to Notre Dame. And I think I started to grow because of the diversity of people that were at Notre Dame at the time. You know, you're not talking—I was always in a, a situation where I was around Catholics all the time. Now I was around a situation where I was around some non-Catholics, too. And— uh, I started growing in my spirituality, and I, I realized that, you know, that I started doing more reading. And when I got to the point where I was thinking, I was, I was reading about the Gospel of Thomas, which a lot of people don't recognize, but I, to me it's pretty important. Uh, he asked Jesus in a, uh, in a conversation, where is the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus says, it's inside of you, and it's all around you. So that was in, in, 
in conjunction with what Arrow is trying to bring out to us that, you know, faith is an important thing. Spirituality is really important thing. And it doesn't matter what religion you are. What it matters is that you're making a difference in other people's lives. And it has to do with your consciousness and your soul. If you believe something, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's bulletproof. It's something that you can't stop. Uh, and that spirituality at Notre Dame is very strong. And again, it, 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 it transcends Catholicism, I think. Mm-hmm. I think when you go to the grotto, you know, a Muslim can go there and feel a sense of peace. A Jew can go there and feel a sense of peace. And Protestants, for sure, can go there and understand that this is a sense of peace here. I feel good about this. This is some place where I can meditate and pray and, and feel good about myself and feel good about the world. Because the ideology of Notre Dame is universal. I don't think it's just Catholicism. Catholicism, obviously, is a big part of it, but it's, it's even greater than that, and, and, I, and I love Notre Dame because of that. And I, I talk to people all the time around the country, and they say, boy, I wish I lived at Notre Dame, or I went to Notre Dame. I says, hey, you don't really have to do that to have that spirit that Notre Dame has, making a difference in other people's lives because you're part of this world. I don't care what religion you are. I don't care what faith or nationality or whatever. This is all good stuff. And if you can make other people's lives better, that's what it's all about. That's what Notre Dame's message is, service, to make a difference in the world. And that's, that's the good stuff. That's what ERA was about, too. Totally different topic for ERA. How do you think he would have handled coaching in a pandemic? You know, I think he would have been, uh, you know, ERA was uh, very good at giving people a leash, in other words, giving them some space, giving them a rope and saying, hey, listen, uh, this is what we're expecting from you. Now, I'm going to treat you like an adult and I want you to do that. Now, if you don't do that, you know, there's going to be some consequences for it. And I can relate it to maybe uh, he had a ban on on drinking in public places or drinking at all. Really, you weren't supposed to drink. And uh one one time, a group of guys got in trouble, okay? So he brought them all in, and they got campused. And he said, hey, listen, you have one chance, and you just used it up. The next time, you're going to be off the team, or some drastic things are going to happen. So I, I think that's the way he would have done it. I think he would have uh, – Er was a very interesting individual. I mean, he wasn't your friend, and he really wasn't your father. But you felt like you wanted to please him because he, had, he was such a high-quality guy. He had such class. Everything he did was perfect or pretty close to perfect. So uh, I think that's the way he would have done it. You know, he would have been disciplined, but I yet, yet he would have gave us space to, to do what we wanted to do. Frank, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I appreciate it, Angelo. Thanks for having me. That is Frank Pomarico, former captain of the Notre Dame football team and the 1973 national champions. I love that final quote where he said, 
Um, you know, Arrow wasn't your friend, he wasn't your father, but you wanted to do the right thing for him. Um, really powerful stuff from Frank Pomerico. We appreciate him coming on here for our Focus on Faith interview. Notre Dame Federal Credit Union has become the bank of choice for a great many Catholic parishes and schools in our listening area. This fall, Notre Dame FCU will once again provide hundreds of thousands of dollars to support these partners, including another $70,000 for the Marion Knights. Does your bank do that? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, your a share of value. Why not share in our benefits? Are you feeling sandwiched between caring for aging parents while still raising children? If so, join me, Chris Godfrey, every Monday afternoon at 1230 for my new show, The Sandwich Generation. Every week I'll have conversations with experts and friends on this important calling. Being sandwiched is a great opportunity for growing in our friendship with God. So tune in for good advice and inspiration beginning Monday, October 5th at 1230, right here on Redeemer Radio.